Welcome everyone to another episode of the 3ND Preview Podcast. I'm Mark King. we got another great show for you today. we got the Trailblazers coming up, taking on the Grizzlies. And I have with me Steve DeWald. What's going on, man? Hey, Mark. Happy to be on the show, man. I'm ready to watch some basketball on, on this lovely Tuesday. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um, it's gonna probably be a good game. Probably uh, these two teams are probably off to a better start than we both anticipated. But uh, special shout out to you. Got a baby coming tomorrow. You just told me so. Like that, you know. Uh, this is recording this on Monday. That's all right because tomorrow is the game. So uh, you got a baby coming tomorrow. So hopefully all goes well for you, man. So super special shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing but the podcast. If people are listening to this. The kid will hopefully be here. So. Exactly. So, so hopefully by the time everybody everybody downloads this, uh, uh, Steve will have a brand new uh, brand new child, and everything will be going well. So, uh, I appreciate you coming on. But let's um let's get right into it. I want to talk about the hot start that you guys have gotten into yourself into, as well as the Grizzlies. But did you guys kind of are you surprised that are, are Trailblazers fans surprised at the six and four start, or is this kind of what you expected? I think coming into this season, like the last couple of years, the the front part of the Blazers' schedule this year is really favorable. They have a, a really long homestand and some easy games to start things off. So this is really kind of what we expected as far as wins go. But the margin of victory in some of these games and how they've won some of these games is where the optimism kind of creeps in. Uh, I mean, they basically got Earl Watson fired after the opening game and when they trounced Phoenix. So it's, it's been encouraging the Portland's uh big three, if you want to call it that with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic has looked good. I mean, they single-handedly carried the Blazers to victory over Oklahoma city uh, on Sunday night. So everything's looking good. I think uh, Nurkic has finally kind of shaken off some rust and uh, things are starting to go well. You talk about Nurkic a little bit. Is is he going to be con- or can he? So far, has been you guys' third score this year. Is he going to continue to continue to be that? Like you mentioned, kind of Portland's big three. Is he's gonna gonna be that all year long? You think? I I think so. I think Damian Lillard and Yusuf Nurkic work really well together as a tandem. And really on Sunday, and we've seen it a couple times already this season where it's really C.J. McCollum kind of becomes that third option as more of kind of that, that safety valve release on the outside. And you, you watch Damian Lillard and Nurkic kind of work that pick and roll, and Nurkic has been dialed in from the mid-range, and it's really kind of opening things up. And Lillard's got that really quick release on his shot, so he doesn't need much space. And Nurkic, even though he's lost 30 pounds coming into this season, he's still a huge body and creates a lot of problems for opposing defenses. The big thing with Nurkic is, is he's just got to stay healthy. And, you know, the weight loss is encouraging, but, you know, we're only, you know, a few games into the season. So it's still kind of – I don't want to get my hopes up too high because this is the Portland Trailblazers we're talking about. So, Yeah, the, the Grizzlies have had their fair share of injuries early on as well. So uh, we get it. You know, we we understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you and I talked at Summer League, and I, I told you – um, that I was irrationally, not not irrationally, but I loved Damian Lillard's game. And you told me that if I saw him every day, I would hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and he, I, I see he was, he's taken over seven threes a game, which is just a, a crazy number, like even for a point guard. But he's only making two and a half. Is that something that he can sustain uh, taking that many threes? Is it doing any detrimental thing to the offense? I I think. The, the the threes that drive me crazy are the ones where it's a crucial spot in the second half and he'll come up the court and, you know, take a step, 
Steph Curry range three, the and the ball doesn't move at all on offense. And that's where if you could cut those out, you're looking at more of like five threes a game, which is, you know, tolerable. But I I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if that, that three-point attempts number comes down a little bit. But Lillard's been able to supplement his scoring despite that, that slow start from shooting from deep. I, he's been getting to the line and making everything. He's shooting above 90% uh, from the free throw line. I believe he went 15 for 15 against Oklahoma City. So at least that's good. And, and I know we kind of – we joked back and forth at, at Summer League about Dame's game. And – Mainly I was referencing his defense, which has gotten a little bit better this season. But if I'm going to watch a guy on offense, and it's kind of funny that it's been the inverse this year, is C.J. McCollum's the guy, but he's had a little bit of problems with his handles so far to start the year and has had some really unfortunate free throw situations that basically cost him the game against uh, the Clippers a few about a week ago. So yeah, that that's, game... that's kind of the state of the backcourt right now. Yeah, that game against Oklahoma City, that was uh that was wild, man. That was uh that was a weird deal. I just saw I was watching the highlights of that and then Melo got thrown out because of a weird mm-hmm. elbow. That was that was a weird uh weird situation. Um but nonetheless, so uh Damian Lillard, he's, like you said he's he's taking he's taking almost nine threes a game or nine free throw attempts a game, which is it's just great and scoring 27 points a game. Is that something that does does he have to score almost 30 points a game for this Trailblazers team to win? I I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's certainly the case right now, but I think there's some guys on this bench that are still kind of learning their roles, and they're bringing a couple rookies along, especially like a guy like Caleb Swanigan, who's still kind of getting worked into the offense, and then a guy like Pat Connington, who's just kind of starting to, to kind of grasp that role. And I think once some guys like that kind of are able to turn it on, I think Dame's – Dame's dependence on that scoring total will go down for the wins. But right now, until everything kind of starts clicking, I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be the case, especially against good teams. I think he's going to feel a little bit more of the pressure to, to carry that scoring burden. You mentioned Pat Connington. Is, I, I really like the way he plays. I really like his game. But is, is, he, a, is he a legitimate role player uh, in the NBA? I mean, is he legitimate, a legitimate NBA player for you guys? I would like to see him play a little more defense. Um, I've I've seen him. They've played Phoenix twice so far this year, and in the second matchup, I mean, every time Devin Booker was across from Pat Connington, Booker went to work on him, and he had over thirty points in that in that second matchup. And basically, he's a target on on defense, but offensively, he's really stepped into that that Allen Crab role for a fraction of the cost. And if he can continue to make those outside shots, that's all we really need from him. And because there's really not a lot of floor spacers on Portland's bench. So he's, he's got an opportunity to really, to really carve out a role with this team. Now, the unfortunate part is it's taken him a few years to get to this spot. So it's not really clear what his contract situation is going to be going forward. But I think right now I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and he's kind of, he's starting to get some national attention. The, the ringer, uh, mentioned him and their six players that have made drastic improvements. And he's one of those guys that got mentioned for his outside shooting this season. You mentioned the bench for the, for the, um, for the Blazers. And as you know, the Grizzlies have the, the one of the best benches in the league, ironically enough. So I don't know how that happened, but apparently they do now, <laughs> uh, now that they have uh, MVP Chandler Parsons coming off the bench. Um, but what does the bench yeah. rotation look like for the Blazers? So you're going to see 
Ed Davis and Evan Turner are kind of the keys for the Portland bench. Evan Turner comes in and kind of allows CJ McCollum to, to run without the ball. Whereas last year you still saw a lot of CJ McCollum being the, the backup point guard. Whereas now Evan Turner's handling that ball. And if he has a smaller guard on him, he usually takes him into the post. And then Ed Davis is rebounding at an unbelievable rate. He's a uh, high, highest rebound average for any player off the bench. Um, I think he, I believe he's in the top 20 in the NBA right now, actually. And his per 36 numbers are outrageous right now. And part of Portland really hasn't been able to score in the paint and get easy buckets, but they've been able to stay afloat because they're getting so many second chance points. And Ed Davis is key to that. Uh, you also have, I, we already mentioned Pat Connington coming off the bench and then the power forward back at power forward situation is kind of, a mix between Swanigan and Zach Collins now that Alfred Camino is out. Um, Aminu was starting, and then Bonley played a little bit just for that one game, and they kind of two ships crossing in the night were injured. So it's kind of interesting to see which rookie is going to play, but I think it's Swanigan's job to lose at this point because I think Collins is just going to take a little bit longer to develop. But so far, they had an off night on Sunday, but there's been some games where – Turner's made the big defensive stops where you're not really going to see him in the, in the offensive categories, but on defense, he's, he's usually picking up the opposing team's best defender in crunch time or best scorer in crunch time. So you guys, are you guys pretty happy with, with the way, with the way Evan Turner's playing this year or, or is still left, you know, there's a lot left to be desired there. I, I think it's going to be nearly impossible for Turner to ever live up to that contract. But compared to where things were a year ago, I'm I'm really happy compared to that. Now, I I think it's just Port, Portland, like Memphis, is going to have to overpay for some guys to come to a smaller market. So you just kind of have to live with it. And once you kind of get over that that pill of how big that contract is, you start to you start to be a little more okay with it. It's just his lack of outside shooting. I think his lack of outside shooting. And his high salaries is going to be kind of two tough pills for me to swallow as long as he's in Portland. But for right now, it's really hard to complain about how he's playing right now on the defensive end. Talking with Steve DeWald, you can follow him at Steve D Hoops. He's a writer for the Blazers Edge. I want to move on. Uh, do you guys have any notable injuries for this Grizzlies Blazers game that the Grizzlies fans should be aware of that they may not already know? I, I, I kind of touched on it briefly, but Al Farouk Aminu being out is is huge. Uh, Portland's actually got off to a really great start on the defensive end, which is surprising, and a lot of that credit goes to Al Farouk Aminu's play in the first six, seven games. Um, with him out, Portland's a little bit different team defensively. They're not as, a, able to switch as freely because Aminu can guard positions one through four. Um, that's going to hurt, but against – a team like the the Grizzlies, I think, as long as they can get a body on Marc Gasol and and kind of just throw the kitchen sink at Conley, I think they'll be. It won't hurt them as bad as a team like. And I keep harping on this Oklahoma City game, but also, I mean, it even kind of hurt them against the Lakers, which sounds kind of crazy. But the Larry Nance was a, a was a big problem before he got hurt. So, in the absence of Alfred Camino, who who's that person? I guess stepping up and, and getting those buckets that, that that you guys are missing and playing those. You know, said defending that one through four, you guys are missing right now. Uh, that, it's Maurice Harkless already plays a lot of uh, has a big defensive role for the team, but he's definitely 
taken on a bigger role. And then Evan Turner is a lot quicker to come in if a opposing perimeter player heats up. Last night, or Sunday night, I guess it was last night, recording on Monday, um, when Carmelo got hot, he went on a 9-0 streak, and they, Stotts was real quick to bring Turner off the bench and put him on Melo. Um, but this is also burn the Blazers with, with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who had a career night against the Blazers in the third game of the season. We're almost done. I want to wrap up, but I cannot. Uh, I can't finish this interview without asking how happy you guys are that you got Wade Baldwin uh, <laughs> from the Grizzlies. I mean, are you guys ecstatic? I know I did I mean, a <laughs> did a little piece for you about Wade Baldwin, and it wasn't great. But how happy are you? I mean, honestly, like to see Portland just pick up a first round pick from that draft that they they didn't have a first round pick in is is kind of nice. But I mean. He shows up. He's not even. He instantly has surgery, and he's out for a few weeks now. So, I, I do like that Neil O'Shea was okay with spending a little money on the back end of the of the roster. And if you're going to take a flyer on a guy, why not take a flyer on a guy who's supposed to be, you know, defensive defensive oriented in the guards because that's something Portland doesn't have now. You know, if it doesn't work out, it's a two way contract. It's no big deal. Yeah, but the risk reward I like, but I mean I'm not I'm not really super ecstatic. I I I listened to you talk about him on this podcast and how you thought he was actually going to make the roster, even though you didn't want him to. So ah, uh, the mighty have fallen. He went from probably making the roster to a two way contract. Um, yeah, you know, you know he's a, he's an interesting person. So the mystery looms for the Blazers and Wade Baldwin because he had surgery. So. We uh, next time we'll play, we'll check back in and see how happy you are with Wade Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but when we get, let's 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 wrap up. What uh, what is your prediction for the game? I think Marcus Gasol is going to have a big game. Brooke uh, Brooke Lopez. I mean, that's not a really big shocker, but Brooke Lopez had a great game against the Blazers, and he really got it done by shooting from the outside, which is something Marcus Gasol is not afraid to do nowadays. So I think it's going to be tight. Portland with the slight edge, just because they're home. Uh, but it's going to be high scoring, I think. So I think it's I'm going to go 111, 108 Blazers. Watch out, given given actual numbers, I like it. Did you guys lose to the Lakers? No, but it took <laughs> no. You wouldn't have you wouldn't you wouldn't lose to the Lakers, would you? Lillard. The Grizzlies dropped one to the Lakers yesterday or last night. It was awful. It was so bad. Uh, we all basically just cried in our sleep. But nonetheless, they tried to make it make it a game, and they couldn't. Uh, so I'm glad you guys didn't lose the Lakers because good teams don't lose to crappy teams. So, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I appreciate you, Steve, coming on. Again, that's Steve DeWald. You can follow him at Steve D. Hoops, which, by the way, is an awesome Twitter handle. <laughs> you Thank can, you. You can see, uh, like, uh, read, read some of his stuff over at the Blazers Edge. It's really good. He's really smart, really knows what he's talking about. Uh, we'll have him on next time we play the Blazers. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Mark. Have a good one. All right, guys, that's been another edition of the 3ND Podcast Preview. Thanks for listening. You can follow me at King underscore producer. You can follow the pod at 3ND Pod. You can subscribe in our iTunes feed. Make sure you subscribe. Go there. Have a five-star review and join us next time for the 3ND Podcast Preview.